0: Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition here of the Mastiel Podcast, where, of course, yours truly Charles Prouds, Richie, uh, getting ready to kick off right here once again, uh, returning here uh, this week on Facebook Live right now. Uh, we'll not be doing Instagram Live tonight, uh, but getting ready to Kick back up as was well been the hot button uh, topic uh, throughout the week, ever since uh, David Castro being released right now. Uh, even for uh, not reporting an injury, uh, more unlikely, uh, her one guy, uh, senior NFL uh, writer and uh, contributor uh, from ESPN Seattle, John Clayton, he was on 937 The Fan earlier uh, today uh, talking about. Uh, possible punishment the Steelers may have to follow right now. Uh, will this uh, not reporting to David Castro uh, his ankle injury right now? Uh, will that be something where they'll have to pay the Piper in the form of a draft pick or yet alone a fine uh, going into this? And uh, plus we have some um, news to start off here on this uh, very uh, first segment here. Uh, Dejan Kovacevic of DK uh, Pittsburgh Sports, uh, he uh reported on there how one offensive lineman, we'll get to him in just a second. Uh, some of the culture is not happy with the shape he is coming into. We'll hit on him in just a moment. And then also who are the other guys, according to uh, Dejan Kovacevic, uh, that need to step up uh, going into this year on the offensive line right now is it's just pretty much a new wave uh, for the time being as we uh, look at it. And uh, what we shall see. I mean, will this lead to any more success? I mean, how much more is it going to be uh, run past team first, then some passes opening up here? And you remember the main theme coming out of Art Rooney's uh, closing uh, press conference. Uh, They need to run the ball. They need to run it well and uh, get any uh, terms of uh, success For the most part, I will say this, uh, for the most part right now, they need to uh, reestablish things back in the running game, and they cannot do anything to go back revert to their old ways where they're becoming too predictable. I think that's the biggest thing we need to uh, focus on right here. Will they be coming to a point, I mean, and see right now with the red tape being lifted off right now, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, of course, I mean, you heard it through uh, Ed Bichette, too, who was uh, talking to Ron Cook and uh, paying attention. You look at the game plan last year. I mean, the aim of the game for Ben Rosberg that was drawn out was to get the ball out of his hands uh, quicker and maybe getting rid of the ball quicker. I mean, just to avoid uh, pressure to not only get hit, but just put pressure on throwing too many deep balls. I mean, and doing a lot of these uh, short passing games. I, I know, I mean, when you we heard a guy like uh, Kevin Colbert, who even said uh, when Ben Roethlisberger was able to first throw like a simple thing like a tennis ball before he progressed into a football uh, back in February of 2020, right before the time the pandemic started to uh, spiral, I mean, he insisted that they felt like they had a new and improved, better quarterback. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. And I I feel right now when we look at it, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, listen, I I think right now as uh, we uh, take a look at it, I I, I think for right now the look at it is this. I mean, they definitely needed a wake-up call, and they need to be more – Uh, creative and definitely need to change things in a heartbeat. I think, if anything, for right now, I mean, when we uh, truly look at this, it uh, uh, it has been a remarkable uh, progression over late. I mean, make no mistake about it, when we look at this offensive line, I mean, but still – I mean, you, you also have to think that Ben Rossberg coincides with success once again, because outside of the offensive line, I mean, right now, I mean, the priorities, when we look at this off season, where would you rank the concerns going into like the season, Yellow alone in the training camp? Obviously, offensive line bail, I think it's definitely going to be at the top of the top of the heap right there, but what would you say will come next? Would it necessarily be the running game with Najee Harris? I mean, uh, he's been getting some good, uh, positive feedback so far. I mean, even from a guy like uh, Max Starks and a few others who uh, watched him from afar, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick seems to like the competitiveness that he's bringing right now, uh, where he's uh, he feels like he could, like, uh, overcome anything. But for the most part, I, I think, if anything, I mean, outside of it, would have to be the quarterback battle. I'd probably say if I'm looking at it right now, the two leading uh, storylines, obviously the offensive line, followed by it would have to be, after the offensive line, it would have to be the focus on the quarterback position. Because there's even a fair point, too, uh, that was uh, mentioned in an article by uh, Bleacher Report. I mean, if – the Steelers should try and consider trading Mason Rudolph. I mean, uh, for this uh, season. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on. But, I mean, that was uh, written by uh, Brad uh, Gagnon, Gagnon, uh, who uh, feels the Steelers need to give Dwayne Haskins a clear path to gain the legit runner-up to Ben Rosberger, and to be the successor once he retires. Obviously, Mike Tomlin has been having a lot of high hopes for him. I mean, in terms of the success. But I definitely do feel like right now, there's been such a, a huge uh, optimism around him. Just, I mean, him uh, being away from Washington, I mean, with him being uh, waived, and then, and then for the Steelers to pick him up, a first-round draft pick on this roster right here. And if anything, it, it's uh, right now – it is, uh, it is uh, right now a uh, real legit like uh, issue they have to attend with at the end of the day. I just, I just feel right now when you look at the situation at hand. I, I think for right now, I mean, it just goes to show you right now the elephant in the room outside the offensive line. It does come down to Ben Roethlisberger. And yes, I mean, a couple of years ago, you had defense was able to carry them, making a the game-changing trade. But look at it. I mean, for the most part, Mike Tomlin kept his team competitive. And when you look at the reason why he is a 10th-ranked coach, according to CBS uh, Sports, uh, going into the season, I can't really have too much of an issue with that. I think that was just uh, definitely a little bit way too high. I mean, when we uh, review the list uh, once again here, On the top uh, coaches going into 2021, now remember, they did say they're not basing it on career resumes, but they are looking at the fact, too, how they could carry things over into the following uh, season. I mean, of course, you got the guys ahead of Mike Tomlin. Let's start from the the head. Uh, Number one was Andy Reid. I mean, no argument there. I mean he's ahead of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is still at number two. Now, as great as a coach as he is, I think a lot of people are still wanting to give this guy the benefit of the doubt that he could still write things with the Patriots. I mean, this is year number two. I mean, without Brady, life without Brady. Still got Cam Newton on there. And you got Mac Jones drafted in the 15th. For, I mean in the first round. And more than likely, I mean, is he going to be the guy that's successor to Tom Brady? I mean, a guy who's now as mobile, but a guy who has a decent enough uh, presence in the pocket, do some uh, le- legitimate passing. And We'll see. And then after that, like I said, you got John Harbaugh, the Ravens, number three. Sean Payton at number four of the Saints. Sean McDermott of the Bills at five. Sean McVay of the Rams at six. Pete Carroll at seven for the Seahawks. Bruce Arians, other defending Super Bowl champions, uh, with Tom Brady at number eight. Matt LaFleur of the Packers and Mike Tomlin. And I don't know. I think a lot of it, too, where you're looking at these guys that have Mike Tomlin for the simple fact I mean, when you look at these guys on this list, I think they're looking more at the fact they're able to adjust with the quarterback play in particular And maybe that's a a strike against Mike Tomlin. I mean, yeah, you had uh, Mason Rudolph in there. I mean, who, uh, by the way, I mean, in his uh, professional career, I mean, when he was able to come in and start for the Steelers back in 2019, obviously he didn't show a whole lot of uh, encouragement. did show some flashes of what he was coming out of Oklahoma State University. I mean, when you truly look at him and think about what has been happening here. I mean, for the most part, I mean, he, is, has, he has a 5-3 and three record, and it starts, I mean, when uh, trying to fill in for Ben Roethlisberger. The last victory he got, unfortunately, he did not finish the game, but Devin Hodges came off the bench, helped guide the Steelers to a victory. So, I mean, he, he finishes his record 5-3. and three. I mean, you'd argue his last legitimate win was against the uh, LA Rams uh, back, I mean, uh, in 2019. And for, for the most part, I mean, that was uh, right there against the Rams. That was their ninth game of the year. They won that game 17 to 12. I mean, in, in that contest against the Rams, he completed about 58% of his passes. 242 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. So, I mean, yes, you had defense right there, but the the thing I think where people are a little bit concerned with Mike Tomlin is how you've been finishing your seasons as of late. Remember, he was 7-2-1 in 2018. I had the division and the playoffs at hand. Finishes down the stretch, 2-4, 9-6-1 record out of the playoffs. Cursey of the Ravens win AC North vision. That was the ticket to be into the playoffs. Then two years ago, eight and five, three games out to go, 0 and three. And yes, he had a gas defense. And pretty much the magic of Duck Hodges ran out at that point. But they could have just won two out of their three games with some help. They will have been in the playoffs. As a wild card, and then you go flashback to this year, eleven and zero start, finishing one and four in the season. So I mean, if you're truly, I mean, I mean, doing the math right there and keeping score, I mean, for the most part, I mean, when you really look at it, I mean. Right there, I mean, for for that part, 3-11, 3-11 in the last three years, whenever this team had control of their own destiny, finishing off the regular season, and not making late possible adjustments, despite the fact that people will continue to say that Mike Tomlin, he has a great uh, record where he has never had a loss in his coaching career. True, but at the same time, too, and I mean, listen, it's, it's a very, very, very rare and elite class being where you start this many years without never having a loss, losing record in your career. I just feel, I mean, since you battled your Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, there, there's been a lot of coaches, I mean, right there, I mean, who's not have made success, I mean, it's not easy. I mean, the guy has been the two Super Bowl teams, no matter who the players he carried over from Coward's team or some of the players he helped add in alongside Kevin Colbert working together. The bottom line is he did his part. He did his part. He kept them relevant. I mean, did enough to motivate them and uh, make some uh, changes as time went along to be championship Super Bowl relevancy. And this is where I, I look at it right now. I just feel, I mean, Tomlin, I, I, I'm just not so sure. I think the patience right now, for me, is getting a little concerning I don't want this guy fired at all. I don't think that's going to happen. But what I do think could possibly happen, I mean, despite giving a very, I mean, generous uh, extension when we looked at it. uh, I mean, a three-year contract extension, usually like one to two years, I mean, at least – I mean, for at least the 2024 season. So basically starting this year, at least uh, four more years of Mike Tomlin. I think, if anything, he's got – I mean, this is it, I mean, more than likely. I think his uh, fate is going to be how the game plan for life, beyond Ben Rosberger, the shape of this new offensive line – Can you keep the defense similar to what you had? Because off this uh, coaching list, once again, for anyone who missed the Man of Steel podcast on Monday night, if I am looking at this list of the top 10 uh, coaches right now, uh, like I said, if I were to put Mike Tomlin anywhere, I'd definitely swap him out with Sean McVay. I think if anything, uh, or, or, or even Sean McDermott, I mean, I put Mike Tomlin at least number five or number six. I'll put him at five. Sean McDermott with the Bills, yes, you got Josh Allen. Still got very respectable defense. I mean, number two in total offense and points scored. 14th in total defense, 16th in points defense. And yes, I mean, they did finally snap. I mean, what was it? Like a 25-year drought of not having a playoff win 24, 25 years, 24 years, excuse me. I mean, a course, century basically, but, I, and it came up as far as they can. I mean, I mean, having to go for the wild card round, I mean, the very first year where it was a 17 game format, only the top seed game, the bye. But I mean, took care of business against the Colts, which they held on to. Uh, Pretty much dominated the Ravens and some pretty uh, wild uh, playing conditions, windy conditions, where he will take care of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And, I mean, had a good start to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, but started the down spiral as the game went along. So I I think Tomlin, for the most part, I don't care what he got with Josh Allen and who he got outside of there. I think, if anything, he's more respectable than Sean McDermott. Mike Tomlin has at least got a ring that any of these guys on here. And I would even definitely put at least uh, Pete Carroll. I mean, I'd swap him with definitely, I mean, like Sean McVay. I mean, he he needs to go ahead of Sean McVay. I realize the Seahawks did lose to Rams in the first round. I mean, Sean McVay is one of my other favorite coaches, too, in this league. He's a nice uh, young stallion. Another guy who hasn't had a losing record as of yet. A guy who could be creative and just be one of the guys as a coach. Uh, if, if anything, Carroll deserves to be ahead of Sean McVay for right now. We're going to find out this year, I mean, how that marriage with him and Matthew Stafford is going to pair up. So I mean, let's find out what what's happened here? You guys want to hit me up on Twitter. You can, uh, definitely follow me on Twitter at Man of Steel CGR and on Instagram at Man of Steel, uh nation right now. Uh, basically, so the state of the offensive line right now. I mean, like I said, uh, aside from David the Castro, hopefully the Steelers, it's nothing they'll have to get a uh, fine for or get cost of a draft pick. Despite not showing up in the injury report, how much hot water will they be in from keeping this disclosed? I tend to think maybe. Just maybe it'll, it'll just be a fine at the most. I'm not sure if it's going to cost them a draft pick. I don't see him as being his as repeat offenders. I mean, then again, I think they did do that with uh, Ben Rosberger. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago. I mean... I mean, trying to find out right now, they, they find the Steelers uh, $750,000, uh, and this was uh, back on November 1st, I mean, $75,000, excuse me, for uh, violating its injury report policy after Ben Rosberg suffered a elbow injury, according to Ian Rapport and Tom Pelicero of the NFL Network. Mike Tomlin also got a $25,000 fine. And uh, they said their violation was for not accurately listing the quarterback on the Week 2 injury report uh, prior to their uh, home opener versus Seattle Seahawks. Well, they're not causing a draft pick, thankfully. But that's the thing. I, I think, if anything, I, I think the Steelers right now, for the most part, I, I think, I, 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 I would hope that's not the case. I don't see him being... Uh, that out of control with it. I mean, one could argue looking at it. It seems to be a little bit of a repeat offender in this scenario. I mean, for the time being, but only time will tell. I'm just going to say it'll just be a fine. I doubt it's going to be a special draft picks. Zeroes always have a good relationship with the league, and we'll find out. And uh, here's some of the guys that uh, Dejan uh, Kovačević uh, uh, listed, and uh, right here that uh, he he was talking about. And more with uh, Kevin Dodson, uh, he said that he appears to be in the shape of a professional wrestler, which is pretty much how he was listed as pro day uh, back in 2020. Six foot four, 310 pounds. Uh, one of the biggest things uh, that was more uh, noticeable, perhaps was his muscle mass. The offensive line uh, coach Adrian Clem the offensive coordinator Matt Canada. They want to run more of a wide zone offense. And I guess one of the arguments uh, from uh, Dejan's uh, point of view was that they wanted him to cut some of that weight. So maybe after interpreting, because he did post on uh, his uh, trainer or his uh, partner right now. I mean, when we look at it, Offensive line scouting and development expert uh, Duke Manyweather uh, posted videos of Kevin Danson uh, working out from February for April. If you guys want to check out the video, uh, feel free. But uh, he was uh, definitely pulling some weights, working out in the gym. So I see no issues over there. Again, maybe it's just the fact that he's just got too much size on him versus less weight. And uh, and I guess in their minds, he they didn't look like a guy who was taking his shape serious enough when their season ended back in January in the playoffs. So maybe they're looking for someone to be more quicker. But then again, I mean, if he is more muscular, I have no issues with that. Uh, I, I, just, I just feel right now, at the end of the day, I mean, this 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 line has definitely got some questions. They got to figure out a way to open up holes. My only concern, like I continue to mention right now, is opening up. I mean, I mean, like uh, protecting Tom or more. Yeah, he's been in the least sack quarterback in the league last year, only getting sacked ten times. But outside of uh, Dotson, right there, here's some of the other guys he uh, listed. Uh, basically, I mean Zach Banner right now. Love the guy's uh, effort. Love the guy's uh, heart. I mean, Zach Banner who has signed an extension, I mean, with the Steelers, I mean, this offseason. And you look at some some of the stuff, I mean, he was uh, doing right now. I mean, Zach Banner who signed a two-year contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers on March sixteenth for about nine and seven three quarters of a million dollars with uh three and a quarter million guaranteed. This is a guy right now who I mean right now I mean he's coming off a uh, surgically repaired uh, knee. He was out the first game versus the Giants. And I know the Steelers They uh, more than likely signed him. Probably they felt a lot more pressure to make sure they got someone around for the long run. But listen Zach Banner has not really uh, proven to me anything just yet. I mean, obviously, the Steelers have enough faith in him. He's still enough where he's able to hang around and be a part of this new breed of the offensive line. that They need to have, like, a key. I mean, they they must still view him as a cornerstone piece. I mean, from the way I look at it. Because... I mean, either way, I mean, it's like, I mean, who else are you going to really find outside of him? I mean, the, the offensive line, I mean, for the most part, I mean, when, when you take a look at it, too, I mean, I mean, he may have to be forced to lead the group according to Dejon's mind. Uh, he was a non-participant member, just recapping in OTAs, and he's not shy about speaking his mind at all. Uh, Tuke's core for, uh, Deja also mentions too, they need to make a, a seamless transition from right to left tackle. And uh, he's one of the guys who hardly uh, talks, has a little bit of seriousness, but he says he feels like he'll need to break that shell as needed. And he, he's going to be going into his uh, fourth season as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Got a more experience. In that, And you look at a guy like, uh, I mean, Truquemore Okorafor, who was selected in the third round of the 2018 NFL draft, nice second overall. Honestly, I, when I heard him get drafted, had a lot of big uh, high hope for this guy, They're like a uh, slot right in there. And, I mean, for the most part, I definitely feel like uh, Banner was a guy who definitely uh, pushed him as time went on. I mean, in the off-field, I mean, in the training camp workouts. So, and then you also look at another guy right now, BJ Finney uh, right now. Uh, John feels like he needs to press and harder than anyone else, uh, meaning through his camp performance. And uh, from a lot of things that he's hearing, he might have to do – so as a favorite to start left guard, uh, he says he will be okay with that. Uh, he feels that like he's a solid football player and he's gritty as it gets on the offensive line. Now, Kendrick Green right now, I mean, a guy who got drafted technically as a guard but could play center coming out of Champaign Line, a, Illinois. This is a guy right here. I mean, I mean, can we really trust that BJ Finney will be able to pick up on the offensive line, be able to keep things secure? But other than that, I don't think he was that bad of a, a lineman who needed to fill in when needed. I mean, the communication is going to be freaking huge for Ben. We're going uh, with someone on our side to help you call out plays or blocking assignments. You want to make sure that's your uh, stable guy. So that's what we have in the offensive line. I feel like the running game will be improved, mainly because we'll see how much of that it factor will Najee Harris uh, prove to be. That, that's why I'm looking at right here as we uh, continue to uh, move along here on this edition of the Menace Steel Podcast. <laughs>